to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake. I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going tonight, Dave? It's going grand. That's pretty good. That's like above, um, greater, uh-huh. and actually still the highest, highest tier. That's the highest tier, Soul Gem. Are we talking like in, oh, okay, yeah. Soul Gem. So I was going <laughs> back to Skyrim. I wasn't sure. As soon as somebody says like it's greater than greater, I'm like, is this Digimon? <laughs> what type of evolution is this? <laughs> yeah, no, I was I was gonna make I'd be like, all right, we'll just in in co enclose the bounds. Here's the lower tier soul gym, here's the higher tier tier soul gym. And there really isn't one unless you count um uh excuse me, Black Star or um whatever its native form was. Can't remember. I don't remember. And I actually I was recently this weekend playing some Skyrim just to yeah. get back in. I was playing a rogue, mm-hmm. not archer. What? How? It you was just, just you uh, disabled somebody it with a knife. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to know what the character's name was? Sure. I should probably remember what the name was before asking that question. And it just it makes was... up. It was <laughs> McShooty. It was an ironic name. It, it's definitely it's something in that vein. It's like a ratty tatty dagger stabby. <laughs> no, it's a sneaky beaky dagger speaky <laughs> that's actually great it's always it's always funny to like put that effort into names for um single player games single player games <laughs> yeah, yeah it's like nobody we had this shoots. we were talking on um discord recently about uh people who's people with great names in uh, destiny 2 now it's on steam because mm-hmm. people can just change their name to whatever my favorite so far was um uh ah, crap it was uh scrota the ball sack of orange <laughs> <laughs> and i was like this is there's nothing that's gonna top this also uh the vex offender <laughs> is pretty good oh god damn it uh, uh and for those who don't know there's a thing going on the season called the vex offensive yeah so um it's actually a fucking top-notch joke it was great i also he like made a post on reddit or someone else with the exact same name that was like had a bunch of information he was doing one of those like data gathering things mm-hmm. and i was like nice <laughs> um but now it's it's been pretty entertaining also the first time i saw it it was sometimes a message pops up in the corner when you uh get when they someone enters your instance yeah so it's just like the vex offender is nearby and i was like what does that mean <laughs> 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 like i'm concerned uh it's freaking great though nice. completely unrelated too what we want to talk about tonight though what do we want to talk about i don't know it just picks something off the top of your head because could be anything could mm. be uh aggressively points the screen it could be that uh, <laughs> the fourth <as> wall <laughs> we're gonna break it break it down but uh link is the protagonist of this game so use that as a hint <laughs> ah yes the link series of games <laughs> i am very familiar right that's where you play as a Young elf boy named Zelda. And <laughs> <laughs> you go to to save Link, the princess. <laughs> so a bit of backstory, mm-hmm. unrelated. Mm-hmm. I have not played much in the way of Zelda games. 
uh, mainly because I didn't typically own them, or I just kind of missed the time when games were coming out. Yeah. But my one grandmother is named Zelda. Really? So hmm. I feel okay to talk about this game. Hmm. I've also played this game. That's also good. I've also played this game. I'm, I just want one person to like have alt tab to be like, the fuck is the title? Let's <laughs> what it is. Uh, yeah, the, for the person who's like auto playing from whatever our next episode is, they're like, Halloween episode was pretty good. Let's keep listening. <laughs> what yeah, is this yeah, crap? People are listening to multiple episodes at once, Jacob. <laughs> Some people don't have lives. I'm one of those people. <laughs> um, that's actually interesting. The only other person I know with the name Zelda is uh, Robin Williams' daughter, named Zelda. Yeah, yeah. But she was actually named after zelda from the game series which they then used for marketing purposes which is genius right my grandmother just had that name hmm. interesting also named after the game <laughs> <laughs> yeah so anyways protagonist is named zelda and uh i guess it opens with a so this is link's awakening <laughs> That's what I, we're I was looking at. at it like just, just say it just say it link's awakening uh the legend of zelda i think in that order right like let Link's Awakening, The Legend of Zelda. It's the Legend of Zelda entry in the Link's Awakening series. <laughs> yep. Dave's like, we're never going to get to the game. What are you doing? Also, to clarify, uh, as I'm sure everybody already knew, mm-hmm. this is for the Switch. This oh, is yeah. not the Game Boy version. Although, gameplay-wise, it's uh, apparently very similar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I've heard, because again, I didn't really grow up with this, they have not changed much at all. Obviously, yeah. graphically... Um, a lot of changes. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the main reason why I was drawn into this game. Yeah. Because I hadn't really done much of a Zelda before. I'd kind of dabbled in some Ocarina, as everyone has. Yeah. Everyone knows those uh, shitty Ganondorf animations. Um, but the game just looks so fucking cute. Right. And it's just beautifully animated, and everything felt nice. And I was like, we're gonna we're gonna get this. <laughs> how did you feel about how they redid the Ganondorf animations for this game? <laughs> well, as it wasn't a Ganondorf, um, fine. Yeah, pretty pretty true to form, really. With the like, original. if your nose is three polygons and it extends into the like physically into the third dimension of the yeah. screen, yeah, it's it's a lot. I want to talk about the uh, the opening to this though. So, like, I little backstory. I haven't played much of the 2D Zeldas. Um, and I guess this originally came out for like Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, one of those. GBA. That's the same thing as Game Boy Advance. Game Boy Color, that was the other one. Um, not sure exactly which one, but it was pretty early. Um, but the freaking opening for the Switch version is legit, is probably the word I would use. Uh, it's this uh, anime style drawn, though. Like. Would you, like kind of like sketched i would say yeah it kind of has a bit of a like okami's art style feel yeah. mm-hmm. okami's obviously a bit more flowy but it is very much like an animated colored pencil style yeah it's really like distinctive and uh i don't know it's really unique and cool and it kind of immediately it sets a tone that i think the rest of the game carries pretty pretty well which is like just because we're remaking a game doesn't mean that we're going to uh kind of phone it in or we're going to do the minimum graphical upgrade or anything like that nintendo was just like there's a line between the old game and the new game changes 
and they're like anything graphical that's free game make it awesome like don't like spare no expense just make it really cool put in extra detail and the opening really sells that immediately yeah i saw a bit of the old opening mm-hmm. and it's kind of just like uh i want to say like the days of like king's quest sierra type pixels mm-hmm. like those cutscenes. yeah because it was it's obviously link in a storm as he kind of crashes on this island um see like you see him holding the mast that's a boat term right <laughs> um, as like these huge waves are coming up and he's weathering the storm mm-hmm. and it's just kind of like the lightning flash like it briefly shows you link and that's it yeah. type thing whereas this it has like a whole thing yeah which is nice the sea swelling and again the lightning flash like they keep so much like intentionally uh relatable to the to the old story um or the old game i should say it's the same story <laughs> spoilers i guess if you expected something different um but yeah it's it's a really solid opening um and then uh, they get you into those those toy-like graphics. You were talking about how like the graphic style brought you in. Yeah, everything's very game. shiny, smooth. It has a pop to it. Yeah, it's not cell shaded. It's so it. They definitely look like toy figures to me. Like yes, they're, they've got like shine at like the the corners and things like that, and kind of this um fake plastic look. Yeah, um, but it sells everything really nicely. Because mm-hmm. your animations as Link as you're going through, hacking through like bushes and fucking up somebody's yard. Yeah. Um, as you were wont to do. <laughs> yeah. All of that feels really nice. Also, I got to say, I don't normally take screenshots in games unless I'm like, oh, this is a sexual innuendo where I could make it a sexual innuendo. <laughs> but when I did like a little fishing mini game mm-hmm. and I caught a fish and I saw how happy little toy Link was, I'm like... Yeah. That's adorable. And I took like a screenshot for like everything I caught. Yeah. There's probably like four fish pictures on my Switch right now. Huh. That's kind of funny. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know what the screenshot shortcut is for the Switch. I think it's a button. Hmm. Interesting. Grabs controller briefly. All right. I mean, uh, we're in a specific location mm-hmm. uh, for sound quality, not my apartment. Nintendo HQ. <laughs> Friend of the show. Uh yeah, no, it's it's got a really distinctive art style that um, they're very consistent with uh, through the the course of the game. Um, there's actually a, there's a point where, as part of a, a trade-a-thon, I guess, quest where it's like, you know, that story of the guy who started with a paperclip and eventually he traded and traded and traded and he ended up with a house or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, it's basically that, but you never really really trade up. Um, uh, but uh, as part of it, you end up with a picture or it's a, yeah, it's a picture that you have to deliver to somebody else. And then they like, let you look at the picture and it's uh, princess peach, but yes, it's the, uh, it's the modern take on princess peach. It's like her modern portrait as she would appear in any recent game, mm-hmm. like tennis or whatever game she's in. I don't know. Yes. Mario tennis from, yes. uh, <laughs> oof, uh, GameCube. Jacob, that was <laughs> yeah, modern time. <laughs> The thing is, like, she looks the same now, basically. Um, And I'm just like, ha, that's funny. You know, I know that, you know, she probably looked really different back in the day. So they updated, like... Oh, also, this game has a lot of non-Zelda characters. (laughs) Like, not in the game as NPCs, but as references or 
stuffed versions or whatever. <laughs> yeah, but that's apparently all part of the source material as well. Yes, yeah. Even down to the uh, chain chomp. Yeah. Which you get to use as a part of a, a quest. That's actually how you get to one dungeon. Yeah. Is you essentially take this lady's chain chomp for a walk, mm-hmm. and it uh, it fucks some shit up. Yeah, it like locks on a certain target. Is like, as chain chomps do, yeah, and just bites it, and then it disappears from the world. Yeah, he gets you past some obstacles that you previously couldn't get past, um, to access dungeon two, I think. Um, bottle grotto. Bottle bottle grotto. Yeah. Also, some of the some of the dungeons are just named hilariously. And the title, if you've been going for immersion, mm-hmm. which this game isn't always going for, they wouldn't do this, but they say like level two bottle grotto. And you're like, that first part's just like meta information, right? Like, why would you put that in the game? But this is, that's how it was in the old one. So. Yeah. Also, because I didn't have any experience, but because I just have experience with gaming in general, as soon as they said level one, I was like, and I saw that you're getting like these instruments, I'm like, there's going to be fucking eight. <laughs> yeah. It just seemed like the the round number of choice yeah yeah they also like you can check your inventory and be like how far around the circle am i in these instruments um jokes on you there's some very tiny instruments in between (laughs) and then one big instrument (laughs) there's just like one of the instruments is just like a half moon (laughs) it takes the second part like i think they ran out of time (laughs) Uh, but yeah it's it's got a very um very unique aesthetic and i think it lends itself pretty well for for most of the game it kind of like keeps it light because one of the one of the things we talked about kind of leading into this while we while i was still catching up because you beat it first um was like how does this for someone who hasn't played these kind of games how good of an intro to like the classical sort of adventure top-down game is link's awakening and i thought with my early game time that it was going to be like kind of across the board really really exemplary for that uh for that genre and then i i got into some kind of qualifications toward the end where i was like this is a little bit frustrating um like if you were a kid this would end you (laughs) basically (laughs) my side argument though again um pretending because i was not actually there at the time yeah I feel that, like, some of the grindy stuff, like, finding out that you have to do, like, a trade quest or certain mm-hmm. very specific actions to make progression in the game. Yeah. As a kid, um, all you really have is free time. That's so true. So you're going to be, like, playing it after school and you get home. And you're going to talk about it with your friends at school. Like, hey, I'm stuck on this. Like, did you, how'd you get past this? Or, like, maybe check this area. Wink, I, wink. I'm like, yeah. give me your strategy guide or I'll <laughs> fucking sock you. You're here on like Game Facts or whatever. Yeah. Cheat Code Central. And you're trying to figure out how to actually beat this. There's definitely moments in the game where I'm like, this is a Nintendo Power moment <laughs> where it's like they wanted you to use a hotline. Yeah. Um, um, and that's kind of my gripe with that. those types of games. Mm-hmm. I don't like feeling inadequate or just like oh i need to yeah, do a very specific okay, action like the point and click adventure right yeah you're like can i combine ham and my hand it's like you eat the ham it's like damn it i was gonna try and use that for a lock pick right that type of stuff when you're just like i don't know it's not intuitive and you're just like trying anything yeah never feel super great because mm-hmm. then when you figure it out you're like oh and there's there's definitely a few points in the game that are like that where it's just did you find the arbitrary solution to the problem yeah. Um, 
I like there's a there's a boat under a bridge somewhere. What? For yeah, mandatory uh mandatory continuance of the story. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's ever like explained to you where it would they be. They give you some hints, I feel here and there. A few a few hints. Okay. Like I had gotten to the point where I was just like Prima strategy guide. <laughs> um but otherwise, you know they mitigate it a little bit with the hint system, I guess. Did you use that at all when you played it? Oh my god, yes. Yeah. It's not something that, because for me, this was like my going into, like you said, like the classic fun kind of basic RPG. Yeah. And I like that. But at the same time, I mean, obviously they're very directional as far as go here next. And that's helpful. Yeah. But then there are times where it's like super obtuse and vague. And I'm like, I don't want to grind time just trying random shit or exploring too, too much because... You're an adult. You know, you have a yeah, life to live. You got much. other stuff. You don't have all that infinite time that a kid had. I think that the dichotomy between hand-holding and like absolute directionless madness is like it's it's pretty wide in this game. Like they have the hint system and then they'll have a dungeon where the way forward was a switch three floors down hidden behind a wall <laughs> and you're like why though (laughs) i gotta say my i really do like a lot of those dungeons as far as how they build them out Mm -hmm. as far as creativity because i don't know if i could just spin up a dungeon and be like oh let's incorporate these mechanics Mm -hmm. so that's really cool but then at the same time there's sometimes i need to bomb a wall that's on the closest to me side yeah and for where i was sitting in my tv i didn't see that it was a bombable wall Mm -hmm. so i went around for like half an hour like what the actual fuck? Mm-hmm. And I looked up like, oh, you just got to bomb this wall. Go over here. I'm like, cool. Yeah. I like, like my favorite subversion of that is um, sometimes you'd find a room where you saw an entrance from one side, but then you would come in the other side and like come in the other side of the wall mm-hmm. and there would be no vulnerable space. And you're just like thinking cap though, <laughs> bomb the wall and get through. And that that's, that's probably the the joy of puzzle solving is like if you can get to that aha moment um and the game does deliver on that some sometimes like you'll get an upgrade or an item that kind of changes your perception of the dungeon you're just like holy crap what was previously a wall is now just like not an obstacle or or like the way forward yeah i really liked how they did that in the overworld as well Mm -hmm. like every time you beat a boss or got a new item that you could play with like for example the the little runny boots oh yeah yeah pegasus yeah yeah because yeah. like previously you got like the hop feathers you could jump over holes i'm like this is the best <laughs> i was doing jumping attacks all the time yeah getting those fares in you know <laughs> right yeah young link <laughs> um but then there were like some things like hey it's multiple holes i'm like well um i don't have any fucking <laughs> momentum yeah but then you can dash and jump over it i was like oh my god so that opens up things, and those are very good aha moments. Yeah, they use it really well in the overworld, actually. Like, yeah, you mentioned how it gets you some through some of those puzzles, but they they put these obstacles all over the place in the overworld, where you just see it as a wall, you see it as like an impassable terrain, and by the end of the game, you have so many upgrades and traversal options and everything that the open world, without changing for the most part, is actually just go wherever you want. Yeah, there's so many paths. It is 
like I said, it feels good to like go back and find something like, oh, this is now a thing. Yeah. Like, uh, do you remember the Dream Shrine? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the first time I went in there, I did not have the necessary upgrade to do that and make it the easiest thing in the world. Yeah. So I spent like a good 20 minutes being like, all right, if I time everything perfectly, uh-huh. I can kill this guy and then get to the next area and not fall in a hole and die. Yeah. Like I can pass. Um, but I was like, all right, we're struggling a bit. We'll come back. We'll come back. Mm-hmm. Then I got the charge and I went through everything and I was like, that was one fourth of that in like yeah. two seconds. It's not a skill check. Yeah. Yeah. It's really just a, hey, I'm sure it is possible. It but might if you be. use like the right tool for the specific situation, mm-hmm. so much easier. Yeah. I don't know how else you'd get through that. Like maybe the bow. I don't know. Um, oh my God, the bow. Yeah. Did you, uh, did you find out that you could fire bombs with the bow? What? <laughs> if you, I don't know if there this was. Is, a, this is news to me. I don't know if there's another synergy, but if you put bombs on one button and then uh, the bow on the other button, uh-huh. and you press both buttons at the same time, like you're doing a, a short hop and smash, yeah. uh, you'll fire a bomb with the bow. <laughs> is it on top of the bow or at the end of it? it you fire an arrow. Yeah, yeah. So but like it explodes. It explodes. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. It's it's crazy. I was happy when I realized I could pick up the bombs I had placed. Oh my gosh, yeah. And like throw them into certain enemies who needed to eat bombs to die. You know what the stupid thing about that is though? If you actually just look at the text, if you mount if you like get the cursor over the bomb in your inventory, it's like uh you can also pick them up and throw them. <laughs> I was like, but I can't read. <laughs> like or I won't read. I'm I was I'm notorious for that. Somebody sent me a link yesterday on Discord about uh immunization for cat allergies Mm. and i was like oh that'd be great because i have some cat allergies so i'd love to like inject that into my body yeah and then my friend it's justin by the way i'm not sure why i'm being vague Uh Uh, he's like well actually it's it's for the cat i was like i'll be honest i didn't read it i just saw the headline and it made made some assumptions yeah and i'll just go from there (laughs) very brute force in my approach to many things yeah there is like there's a little bit of uh intuitiveness to the to the puzzles and i think there's potential to figure out some things or you, you mentioned you know the dream shrine trying to push your way through that there's other times in the game where if you have a specific if you have a specific item or like weapon or tool or something like that it's really really easy um but there's a hard way too like you can make it you can do it the hard way yes it's like everything before and after the boomerang or is like the hard way versus <laughs> the easy peasy way <laughs> the boomerang just works for like 90 percent of situations yeah certain things you still need kind of like magic powder mm-hmm. um but normally it's boomerang 100 yeah. percent. yeah it's a good thing they give it to you like is boomerang your favorite item Ooh, that's interesting uh for combat definitely um because it's just so freaking good and like I don't <laughs> so like in some of the 3D games the boomerang has very reduced uh functionality it'll just like stun some enemies or like deal a bit of damage <laughs> maybe pick up an item um it's like utility for the most part and in this one it's just like how about we just give them like god tier rapid fire <laughs> range projectile <laughs> sure <laughs> it's freaking good does this take any ammo no, you get one. That's all you need. Yeah. <laughs> it always comes back. It's kind of telling that you get like a magic wand after the boomerang and you're like, why would I trade down to this garbage? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> the magic wand is like specifically for that dungeon. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like you have to use it in part of the last fight. Yeah. Um, 
and that was it. Yeah, it's I not... remember like going back to the overworld, like, aha, <laughs> let me now burn shit. I don't know. Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me was actually the um the flippers, being able to swim. Yeah, yeah, because it's just like, oh, I don't go full. Uh... I was gonna say San Andreas. That's not true. <laughs> CJ could <laughs> CJ could swim. Uh, Vince from uh, Vice City. I think his name was Vince. Tony? I don't know. Anyways, he couldn't swim. He died if he got in the water. You don't go full that guy. <laughs> full Vice City. There you go. Um, anymore, and you can just, like, swim around. Um, it also kind of, like, I think opens the... Um, it's it's the proper way to puzzle solving, I think. Because it's really lazy if it's just key door, key door, key door. But if you get an upgrade and you're like, the world's just different now... Like this is this is now my highway instead of my death trap. Yeah, that's that's a cool transition. And it felt good to like go back and explore some of those as well, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of water throughout the overworld. Yeah, or certain dungeons. And you're like, It'd be convenient if I could, you know, just uh, <laughs> get wet and not die immediately. Yeah, so you can go in shallow water, mm-hmm. but as soon as like it's actual water, you drown. Yeah, pretty much instantly. You touch it and just rest in peace i like the it's a, it's very cartoony but it's like a cartoony death animation yeah. where you're like, and you just <laughs> drown over two seconds there it's was not a, like the drawn out sonic version yeah yeah well there's nothing more terrifying <laughs> than the freaking <laughs> sonic version do you want to watch a beloved furry animal die is that what you want kids <laughs> <laughs> um but uh one of my favorite uh this is gonna sound weird. One of my favorite death sounds in Link's Awakening uh-huh. was the um, if he fall in lava, Link like yells for like a second and then cuts off because he's just like ah and then <laughs> gone. Is it like his his his, his butt touches? He kind of jumps up and then he just falls in. Yeah, he thing? he like submerges. Okay. Like, he just falls into it, but he screams for like a second, like a half second, and then just cuts off you're like that's kind of (laughs) dark yeah so anyways that's my favorite um so boomerang's (laughs) boomerang's a pretty good weapon uh hook shot surprised me actually because it's not consistent with the um with the other games like how so like in other at least ocarina of time majora's mask you can only hook shot to wooden things which is still true here you can like hook shot to a sign or something like that uh and then i got to the first part where the game's like hook shot to that rock over there i'm like that's not how this works <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> uh so yeah you can kind of just grab anything <laughs> for the most part um yeah i i i enjoyed that until i got the boomerang and then i was just like oh I need to go over there. I'll throw a boomerang at it instead. <laughs> Chest open. Chest open. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, no, it's 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 got a lot of that though, and they they do a lot with the two buttons. Like a lot of other Zeldas, um, will give you like three items at a time, or like four items at a time. But usually one's reserved for the ocarina. And this one, you're like always kind of opening your your inventory. Like, okay, ocarina song. All right like bow and arrow all right shovel all right boots you know whatever um i always felt like i had a hoppo feather and yep. something mm-hmm. hoppo feather and what i'm gonna fuck shit up with am i fucking up the ground with the shovel shovel am i fucking up walls bombs am I fucking <laughs> up enemies boomerangs yeah 
I don't. I feel like I didn't use the bow. Yeah, I, I use the bow the least. Um, there's like one boss fight I really use the bow in, and then everything else was pretty consistently. <laughs> Part of the reason is you get it like. It's actually really interesting. I'm going to interrupt my own train of thought. <laughs> the uh, the bow you can get at any point as soon as you get enough money. Yeah, but it's like uh, around 1,000. Yeah, 980, I think is what it was, or 60-something. Yeah. Apparently, I, I read, you can steal it. Yeah. But I don't. I didn't look up how to, because I just thought, like, oh, maybe I can just not pay and walk out. And he's like, you got to pay for that. Yeah. And it stops you. I was like, well, I'm out of ideas. Right. Do you want it? So I actually looked this up um in preparation for this you have to run around him with the item uh because he slowly kind of turns to follow you so you run around him like three times and then if he's not looking right at you when you walk out you'll leave and when you step out the game's like congratulations you stole a bow like or you stole a night you Mm -hmm. stole it got or you got it for free i hope you feel proud of yourself and you're like great i got the thousand rupee item or whatever for free or maybe like bombs if you stole those instead (laughs) But the next time you, uh, <laughs> the next time you, two things happen. The next time you enter the shop, he's like floating in the air in the front of the, like in the back of the shop. And he's like looking at you and he's like, like, I, like I told you not to steal anything or whatever. He's like, it's time for you to pay something like that. And he shocks you with lightning until you die. You can't take any <laughs> other action. <laughs> You're just guaranteed dead, which is hilarious. Um, I don't know if that persists. I think if you come back in the shop, he doesn't continue to kill you. But... Well, I, I heard at least that you were just... Nobody else would sell to you because you were branded a thief. Yeah. So the game, like... <laughs> but to be fair, if you're a thief, why would I need to pay for things? Right. I figured out the strategy. You run around them and leave. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, they, they change your name in the game to thief. So whatever you originally picked, it doesn't matter. Everyone refers to you as a thief, including the final character in the game interesting yeah i don't think there's special dialogue it's just your name is thief <laughs> maybe this is actually like a thief point five yeah <laughs> you're you're the two-eyed version of garrett <laughs> does he have one eye he starts out with two eyes but then around i guess these game game to, game golden age mm-hmm. i'm definitely fucking up these names oh. um he loses his eye at some point and then gets like the steampunk telescoping eye oh so what you're saying is dishonored actually just ripped off thief like oh 100 percent. huh i didn't realize thief that. is the og man hmm. that was some pc game i grew up with and will stand by right nothing like choking somebody out with moss arrows yeah we've got like 30 minutes left you can just go into thief all right so so, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so the club <laughs> probably my actual only opinion on thief is the original i played like briefly once mm-hmm. And then while I was sneaking about, I got knocked out by a guard that snuck up behind me. I was like, am I the one playing this game? (laughs) Like, I was looking at their patrol routes and stuff as one of them came around behind me and knocked me out. I'm like, I'm not ready for this. (laughs) Yeah. So then I went back to playing uh, Link's Awakening, a game for the Switch. Um, But yeah, it's it's got some of that... um, It's got all of the 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 new game flair that nintendo's injected and then a couple moments of this was clearly an old game back before we respected people's time right yeah um i heard from a friend that the next game after that still has a trade sequence Mm -hmm. but it's an optional one 
it's not yeah like gated as far as progression and like they've i don't want to say learn from the mistakes but i would say they've improved on that model yeah so they're not doing things that like people will traditionally not enjoy yeah it feels like it feels kind of disingenuous to say that they didn't respect people's time because it just wasn't part of the perception of when these games were made yeah because it was like it's a puzzle what's a game they're like this you're like okay and that's what it was yeah but i was still pleasantly surprised that again going back to the dungeons how much they put into the design of those Mm -hmm. i know we were talking before about like the eagle dungeon yeah where it has three floors and then if you drop down from one you go down to that same location just on the floor below yeah which is the mechanic for the fucking dungeon i was like mother so i started having to think of it on a another level literally yeah (laughs) but it was a really cool touch to it as far as the design yeah it like like. it brings you incentive to like actually bring up the map which is like more it's always useful in zelda games because of the dungeon layouts depending on the dungeon like we can't all be the water temple where you know you absolutely have to like where in the world is this thing but um like some of them are more reasonably laid out and parsable spatially but that dungeon, if you're like dealing with like three floors just stacked on top of each other, you're like, yeah, I'm gonna bring up the map from time to time. And see yeah, what's going on like, here. Now this connects to here because mm-hmm. you just see like doors on the map. It's not like this one goes over here. Yeah. So it's kind of. Yeah. Also, I know I've mentioned this before, and I've since realized it from like other iterations. A good, let's say, eighty percent of the original binding of isaac mm-hmm. is based off of classic zelda yeah i, I felt it every time i played through this i'm like this isn't binding of isaac <laughs> in this certain type of way like oh you have like a fire yeah. that will then like shoot at you because it's a red fire until you kill the enemies in the room you have something that's gonna like suck you in and like try and draw you to the center and like pull you into a hole yeah oh you have this thing that's gonna be stationary till you go by it and it's gonna like go linearly and be sharp yeah hmm Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, those uh the little floor spikes are uh pretty pretty infamous in Zelda. They're super yeah. obnoxious. They're probably more obnoxious here than the three D ones though. Maybe that's just because it's easier to read them in three D, but I just like forget about them or I'm just like, Well, he already attacked me once, certainly he won't hit me when I go the opposite way. <laughs> <laughs> um One thing that threw me for a loop though was in the turtle dungeon there's a fire level mm-hmm. i forget which one that is yeah it's like turtle head something whatever it was close enough yeah um, there's like a mechanic where you're essentially like 3d printing oh yeah yeah the and paver I panache i think is something is what it's really? called yeah and i first of all didn't know what was going on initially then i kind of figured it out Mm-hmm. And then I realized, oh, you have to do something with this. Oh, yeah. So it, it, it took me a little bit of a longer time to connect all of those dots. Mm-hmm. But then once I figured it out, I was like, oh, my God. It was really cool to be like, I'm going to build out the floor. Oh, I completed it. Oh, I got a silver key for a door. Yeah. It actually, like, this is this is one of those examples of something where I feel like if this game was made now and they changed things, it would have been easier. Like, they probably would have made it a little more obvious. There's literally a hint for like the paver, which mm-hmm. like uh, you have to fl- fill the fl- like fill in the floor. The left stick is the key. I'm like cool. Then I got to the paver, 
I'm like, now go forward. And like, I accidentally used the left stick once and actually just thought that on second use, it would just take a different path. (laughs) And I was like, it took me forever to like figure out that you have to like control it with the actual stick. And then I felt dumb, but I don't know. It's probably my, my old man impatience as uh, I, I start to be like, why am I still in this dungeon? Like, how have I not made forward progress yet? It's interesting, like, what certain things will get me stumped versus other things. I'm like, oh, using my background gaming knowledge, yeah. I will make certain assumptions. Like, oh, is there a corner in a game? They probably put something there mm-hmm. because they took the time to model that space and do stuff with it. Yeah. Therefore, it's worth exploring. Um, versus like, oh, this is probably just scenery or like this is an interactable object versus, again, background scenery. Yeah. But then other times, like the, the paver thing, for whatever reason, I was just like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's like your backseat gaming. You're like, all right, so this is Zelda. They're like, uh-huh. Yeah. Use the left stick to move. They're like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I felt like that person was going, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. No, I always just sat there and like watched it go. I'm like, huh, well, I have a path now, I guess. Or it just goes off into like nowhere and I'm just like, why does this exist? <laughs> <laughs> I know there's like one main chamber where you're using it to like cover up lava. Yeah. But it can connect you to like three different pathways. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. So I try and like fill up the whole space mm-hmm. and then be like, which way am I going to go? Plan this out. Because mm-hmm. then if you went back, it was lava because it wasn't built there anymore. Yeah. It only lasts for like a little while. See, the thing is, I'm convinced that if Nintendo made the game now, and this is personally how I would have handled it, the first, not even the first, I'm taking it back, the second time you're introduced to the paver, it's in a room where you need to go forward. Uh, This is in a part of the dungeon where you know you have to go forward, like there's no other side path at this point. And you have to control it to make it go to a different platform. To proceed you're like oh here's the hard stop you have to use that hint you have to figure yeah. out how it works the problem is you can, can traverse the dungeon a lot without figuring out how the paver works some of the default paths actually take you forward so you're like maybe it just works that way yeah and also um trying to use different solutions to solve like a puzzle block yeah once i learned that i could like jump two blocks with the dash jump, I was like... Wait, what? <laughs> so you know how you have the hoppo feather? Yeah. And you have the charge. I know you can super jump, but that yes. gives you height? It doesn't give you height. It gives you distance. Okay, yeah, yeah. But you can clear like two and a half-ish to three blocks distance. Okay, you scared me. Because I thought you were going to be able to jump up on like the um, the red. I was just jumping over trees in the overworld. <laughs> oh, like, no. MVP, whatever. <laughs> I was concerned you could jump up on like the red or the no, or, no, no, or no. the orange or the blue blocks when they were up if you re- did a running jump and I'm like I played this game wrong. Oh no no no! You had to fall on those specifically. Okay, good. <laughs> but like I would apply that to so many things. Like, is it possible? Yeah. And then once I realized like that was gated, I'm like, probably don't have the right tools. Yeah. They do have like a very precise like um, you can only jump so far. <laughs> So there's one point where you have to jump over uh, at least two mm-hmm. and then like break something in front of you. Um, and 
if you like aren't f- super super fast with it you'll you're like guaranteed to fall in the hole basically there's a couple like suicide jumps quote unquote where you can like jump to kill one of the vacuum monsters or jump and clear like debris or you have to move quickly um so yeah it's not always not always super obvious eh. it doesn't have to be i guess that's true uh, it's just it's a very feel-good game because it's very simplistic in its nature but it's very pretty yeah but every action you do feels rewarding like if you hit uh a moblin or ogre i'm not sure what they're called at this point Mm -hmm. i think they i think that's where the term came from actually i'm pretty sure they were still called moblins moblins yeah because i was just like look at all these new creatures they came up for breath of the wild and they've just been around for forever and i never (laughs) played a game that had them um but like give them a slap with your sword and then have them take damage and go back yeah this is really good because you can like spam your attacks oh yeah like it's insanely quick um the caveat for like those older games is things will have the invulnerability period mm-hmm. where, like you took a hit all right you're good for like a second you blink a bit yeah so if you have like two things hitting you you're not just instantly chain fucked yeah because mm-hmm. you always have like that hit stun not that knockback yeah there is um do you know the the, the beetle mini boss that runs around in a room and you're supposed to like charge behind it with a pegasus boots and hit it yeah, in its yeah. butt uh you can cheese that entire fight by just sitting in front of it with your shield in a corner and it'll push you into a corner but uh link has like infinite guard as long as it's coming from like the proper direction yes and so it's just like pushes you in the corner as much as it can and while this is happening you can actually start mashing your sword button so if you hold the shield and you hit the sword button, usually you'll execute a sword attack mm. and then bring up your shield immediately after. It's kind of convenient. I appreciate it. Um, unless you're actually blocking something with your shield, in which case you'll hold the shield up and you won't attack with your sword. You can just sit there, mash the sword button, hold the shield button, and the thing will like try to attack you, uh, get too close, so his pathing will take him away from you. Turn around, and you just hit him in the butt immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can literally stand in that fight, wait for him to hit you with your, like your shield, start mashing the sword button, hit him, he'll fly off. You just do the same thing. You can ignore the mechanic entirely. It's like it's the mechanics of these old games. Yeah, I think I started out doing the uh, charge behind, charge the butt. Yeah, charge the butt. And then I just got pushed into a corner and then found that out tangentially. I was like, uh-huh. Ah, I don't have to play the game. <laughs> Interesting. But that is really nice, though, that it's... Because, again, it is more like simple mechanics that I can just, like, hold up block, and I am good. Yeah. Unless something hits me where I'm not blocking, a.k.a. the butt. Yeah. Always go for the butt, as, yeah. as a rule of thumb. Pretty Always good go for the point. butt. And it was just fine. And I could just, like, get my quick, quick slab with the sword. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. They also let you... um. They also let you flex on uh, some of the mini bosses kind of later in the game. They're like, we added to him again. Like a lot of games kind of do this. I guess Dark Souls does it a lot too. Where it's just like, here's a thing that's basically a boss. And then you fight him later and it's like, now he's just level trash. Um, but uh, there's like, there's a guy who like pushes a rolling spike um, spike roller. It just covers the, the length of the room basically. Rolls across the room when he pushes it. Um, tries to hit you with that then he jumps to the other side of the room and pushes he's like back. well i'm out of options I better go push that log again <laughs> yeah and the first time you have to like jump over it attack him with the sword everything like that the second time i just walked up to him i'm like boomerang though just <laughs> strategy no <laughs> i opt out 
Yeah. Anyways, it just feels good to flex. That's the point of that statement. There's no, t- no critique takeaway. <laughs> it is nice when like things come back. You're like I remember when I was afraid of you because it's part of like that hero progression. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is the big bad. It's like, nah, you're you're trash. You're garbage. Mm-hmm. You're basic. <laughs> Bosh shows up with his Ugg boots, and you're like, really? <laughs> and I didn't even go through some of those like uh, optional things, like the colored capes. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you get um a tunic. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. yeah. like I read a book in the library. One book. Yeah. <laughs> it said like, hey, there's a colored dungeon. I was like, I don't know where that shit is. And then I <laughs> fucked off forever and never went back to it. Yeah. It's not at all intuitive. This is another... It's basically another strategy guide moment. Because you have to use that hint in the cemetery to push a bunch of yes. like headstones around. And you're like, what? <laughs> you know. I knew it was in the cemetery. I just didn't know what exactly I was supposed to do. Yeah. You're like, here's the pattern. You're like, yeah, but that's... It's not enough information. <laughs> I mean, I'm just here making like hand jutsus, like Naruto question mark. I don't know. The color dungeon is actually really cool though. There's um a lot of cool encounters in there. Like one, it requires the magic dust pretty much more than any other location in the game. Um, a lot of like color matching kind of puzzles, things mm-hmm. like that. They do lights out. It's lights out. <laughs> we, like we know what it is. Um, but then uh, one of the I don't think it's the boss. But the mini boss has a mechanic that the rest of them don't really have where he's just like a beetle and he uh, like fires projectiles at you. But um, as you hit him, his he gets cracks in his like shell. Mm-hmm. But the more cracks he has, uh, the more projectiles he fires at you in a salvo. And eventually he like summons. I don't know if they're Gibdos or Redeads. I can't remember exactly, but um enemies yeah those guys yeah <laughs> the undead <laughs> and uh you have to you have to like beat them but the 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 thing is you just have to get a certain number of consecutive hits on him to like break his shell but as you approach higher hit, hit counts he starts firing you know he has more salvos which would be like you know okay design basic design but his shell his shell repairs over time so oh. if you interrupt you go to a defensive position um you take take some hits so you get knocked back or something he starts to heal he fires fewer projectiles becomes less of a threat and you get further from winning so you really have to go in there balls to the wall break that shell it's really unique because like most of the other most of the other bosses are just pattern identification which attack is this at which point do i hit him yes yeah like one of the first bosses where it's kind of like a snake that kind of goes right it just bounces off the sides mm-hmm. and you have to hit it in the tail um <laughs> yeah. hold, hold shield attack occasionally yeah. done they'll, they'll like start to introduce like more holes in the uh the, the the rooms so you're just like now you got you can still play defensive but don't play defensive over here you know <laughs> you gotta do like some circle shielding or something yeah oh uh, man Hmm. that's the thing i miss the most freaking z targeting that's that is what this game does not have but the ability to just target a thing hold your shield and then analog to move around it that would have made this game broken because it's 2d but i've definitely been hit by the side so much because i didn't have it but i mean i feel like for how quick everything is as far as being able to block being able to attack being able to move Mm mm-hmm you can like pretty quickly react to oh something somewhere from this side turn yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's 
it's pretty in fair. summary i think you're bad is yeah i mean that's, in that instance that's entirely fair um yeah that's entirely <laughs> fair actually uh no it's it, it it does have some cool some cool ideas i don't know if in the end i would recommend it as a first adventure game or not for someone in the space i think i think the answer is yes but um yes with the qualification that if you get stuck go to the phone guy <laughs> if the phone guy doesn't have any information like look it up yeah if you respect your time in in the meat the meat space which some people called real world not me personally then uh like just be willing to take one for the team look up a guide occasionally and get through it props to you if you don't though i guess <laughs> I would agree with that for the most part. I think, though, it is a good first entry. Because, like I said, this was my relaxation game. Yeah. It was really fun just to go back to kind of like classic RPG where it's simple things that you'd... If you were going to design a game right now, yeah, like your first patch, you'd be like, well, we've got to attack, got to block. Uh, maybe projectile, right? Bow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, maybe they can dig to find stuff. Maybe bombs to get through some stuff. Mm-hmm. They get stronger. They can move rocks. Right. And it's like these simple, very simple building blocks of like, oh, we'll throw magic in there later, right? Yeah. It's just like a spell that goes out. Yeah. And like those small building blocks into like how they built out the world as a whole for like where they were going to gate you for like, okay, you can't really get past here until you go through this dungeon and get this other tool. Yeah. And it, they just did a really good job of building that out where like, like I said, it would take me a good bit of time to plan out something like that yeah. granted on one person whereas they had a team right but it's a really good simple rpg i think yeah i mean and also were... this is the beautiful version of it and <laughs> i can't express that enough yeah it fills my heart with many joys yeah i mean the original game was just one person it was a nintendo link zelda that was the name of the, <laughs> the programmer artist and creator <laughs> gee thanks nintendo link zelda for all your hard work <laughs> Yeah, as we're, as they've been beating that horse for years, <laughs> as uh, more Zelda games come out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I I I agree. I think that um, the puzzle solving in particular, like this, is a game about filling out your your toolkit, and always. I mean, Zelda in general, like those the, all the games are like that. I just have more tools I can use to solve these problems, um, and the trick is making a game that feels good every time you get another entry into your toolkit. It never feels like the red key for the red door. It's like, oh, here's the hook shot, and I can use this everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And it's like a very... They balance that well. It's like you get something new, and you want to like try it out and show it off. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm trying to think what the physical world equivalent would be. Maybe like a money. (laughs) (laughs) Check out this money. I'm going to use it next week. Oh, look, more money. (laughs) But I guess it's like for us getting like a new piece of technology Mm -hmm. or just like a. a, (laughs) Yes. Buying buying whole consoles. (laughs) Check out this new thing I got. I'm so broke. Um, But getting like a small, cool doodad. You can be like, hey, guys, check this out. They're like, oh, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Like for me, I'll occasionally dabble in like small things that, again, shouldn't be spending my money on probably and i don't fully commit to right but when i got the teenage engineering 
the name of this i forget the yeah. exact thing but teenage like, mutant ninja turtles there you go Got yeah it for you. i was getting some uh teenagers <laughs> Wait, um, uh, what? pardon <laughs> but it's like it's like a very small synth and i can like play some notes i can make some patterns yeah yeah um, it's a committee thing but it's like it's like a fun thing to play around and experiment with yeah but like every time i got a new pegasus boots or the hook shot mm-hmm. or the boomerang i was like yeah yeah and it's fun to like go around and flex or yeah. like go back to certain areas like i'm gonna go back to town i'm gonna shop and talk to these people and throw my boomerang at the chicken yeah also can we talk about how you could fly with the chicken yeah that was dope that was pretty good i like that. i didn't think i was gonna enjoy that as much as i did but it was really cathartic yeah it's actually even better if you've played the other zeldas where chickens always are are always glide you're always just slow your descent mm-hmm. and this one is just like you can fly though <laughs> did you uh did you go back to the guy's house after you yes. the chicken? yeah he's just like holding the chicken <laughs> and he's like six inches off the ground but he's like i've missed you chicken <laughs> he's sitting there flying <laughs> it's pretty freaking great also spoilers um part of the quest this is full spoilers at this you, point yeah you have to yeah. get the ocarina there's like three songs you can get on the ocarina mm, right. and one animates the dead yeah. and you're like oh am i going back to the graveyard to use this <laughs> no you're going back to main town pushing back a statue going to where they buried the flying chicken under town yeah resurrecting that and then just holding it above your head as you <laughs> go across these these gaps. It's pretty great. So dumb. I think he's the he's the third character that just follows you until you complete a quest objective in that game. There's a chain chomp. Chain chomp, yeah. Bow wow. Bow wow. Mm-hmm. There's a chicken. Who? What's the other one I'm thinking of? Forgetting. Um, Marin. Oh yeah, I guess yeah. so. She follows you around. She's like less useful <laughs> entirely, but uh, uh, are you singing not the back time, then? <laughs> Link's just fighting back monsters. <laughs> Though I do like how her singing is just used. It's like a full Snorlax situation where it's used to wake up the giant fat thing that's in your way. Yeah, it's like, oh, I love this song, and then it fucks off. Like, <laughs> really? the, the walrus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's some of, some of it's really like arbitrary like random character like that's the only walrus in the game he just happens to be blocking your path i don't know that's it can all be hand waved because since you know locked in it's all a dream spoilers yeah but it is you know link's awakening yeah and they kind of hint throughout the entire fucking game it stops being hints past a point the bosses are like hey link it's a dream (laughs) (laughs) they're like I'm going to die, but uh, so is this whole world because everything's fake. <laughs> They're basically just nihilists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's it's really... I actually like that. It provides justification for why there's all these other Nintendo characters in it because, uh, like, Legend of Zelda is always universe-contained. And this is the exception where they're like, here's a picture of Princess Peach. Here's a Yoshi doll. Here's like, you know, Mario and he's doing housework. He's not actually in there, but, you know, like they're all over the place. Goombas are an enemy for like side scrolly sections, you know. Oh, yeah. Which I I was 99% sure that they put that in just for this game. Yeah, exactly. To have like, oh, little Goomba tunnels. Nope. nope. A part of the original game as well. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, those are probably one of my least favorites. Same, actually. <laughs> because, like, mechanically, the you handle a little bit differently. Yeah. Some... it's still fine. They're just, like, little in-between things. Very brief, but... 
there's a couple where they try to make it more like Mario. They're like, oh, here's some enemies jumping up and down. You got to time your platforming and stuff. I'm like, I'm not, I don't want to play with them. I'm not here for the platforming. <laughs> you know, it's, I don't know. But that's just, that's just me. There's also one hmm. uh, where you dive underwater and oh, yeah. it has no enemies, no content whatsoever. You just need to swim to the end and up. And that's the entire interaction. I'm like, why does this exist? <laughs> Is this just so you can show that the 2D sections are still around? Because that's kind of what it feels like. Yeah, a little bit. Overall, though, it's really... I, I, I do like it. Zelda games aren't a... Um, everything's super kind of like happy and cheery in, until the end. And they're just like, oh, that's actually kind of dark. You know, like... The it's fact like, hey, it's do you want me here. to kill all these fake people? <laughs> yeah. Like, it literally does this almost like... um. Uh, nuclear like jump between camera angles yeah. thing where it's like show the kids play and throwing a ball and here's the white flash <laughs> <They're gone. laughs> and uh, yeah I mean none of it's none of it's real and M- Marin tells you multiple times through the game she's just like uh, like like more than anything remember me and you're like what are you talking about <laughs> and then you get to the end and you're like oh that's weird that your mind link came up with <laughs> this. I guess it's not his mind. It would be Windfish in this case, but yes, yeah. Windfish has some interesting, interesting ideas. I guess Windfish as a concept is interesting. Yeah, this is actually the second time I saw it because I I didn't know what the Windfish looked like until like the end of the game. Um, but I I got it in a as a uh, as a spirit. And Smash Bros. Ultimate. Oh, okay. But I didn't connect the two until oh. I saw it. I was like, that's, I, I this, the one I, yeah, yeah. that's the same thing. I, I saw the um, the old version, old game version, but obviously. I also like how at some point they're like, it has nothing to do with wind and it's not a fish. <laughs> yeah. I was like, then why are we calling it the wind fish? <laughs> right. All right. It's mostly questions with the wind fish. I don't think, as far as I know, I don't think it's ever referenced again. No. Link just goes into the ocean gets struck by lightning lives in a fish dream wakes up the fish fish flies over him link gets happy end of game never referenced again <laughs> cannon <laughs> we got him ladies and gentlemen yeah i gotta say though as far as like npcs um i'm never keen on the owl oh yeah he just interrupts everything mm-hmm. you're going into a dungeon pause hey you're going into that dungeon beat the dungeon Okay, thanks. Mm-hmm. You come out of the dungeon, you beat the dungeon. It's like, hey, you beat that dungeon. Go over here to this next dungeon. Yeah. Also, it might be a dream. But <laughs> thanks. But it's like way too many times, in my opinion. Yeah. It's also, he starts to say, like, the wind fish is going restless as you get closer to beating the game. Like, uh, when he talks to you, he's like, oh, no, the wind fish is growing restless. Quick, go to the next dungeon. And you're like, yeah, but isn't he supposed to wake up? Like, is he just going to get like a tummy ache, but he's not going to actually wake up? Is that what this restlessness is? Are we avoiding a tummy ache at this point? Windfish had a big burrito before falling asleep. Uh, <laughs> mistakes were made. If there's just earthquakes midway through the game and it was windfish gas that was <laughs> made, made everything better. Yeah. No, I think overall I, I, I do recommend it though. Especially if you have a friend to borrow it from uh, for free. <laughs> that'll do it (laughs) 
you're still you're still doing that like occasionally let people uh, borrow your games strat or I, like i said um <laughs> i like sharing things with people whether that's food mm-hmm. or games or music because like once i've experienced it i mean outside of the food right it's like i don't have an immediate need for it so if other people can like borrow something or if they can also share in that experience in some way, if I'm like buying them a copy of the game or whatever. Yeah. Um, for me, that goes a long way. And I would like to point out, I'm not a charitable person. No. I'm a selfish kind. I can confirm this. Um, <laughs> by my <laughs> own volition. <laughs> but it's those small things that make me slightly redeemable yeah. from time to time. I think I think one time I saw a $5 bill fall out of your pocket and like an orphan ran up and like grabbed it and was just like, thank you, I get to eat tonight. You just like kicked him and grabbed the bill and put it back in your pocket, walked away. It's like I earned this money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Went back to slots. <laughs> <laughs> also, who is uh Marin's dad? It's uh it's like Taryn or something like that. It's another name that's very, very similar. You're tearing me apart, Lisa. Oh my gosh. Got it in. Oh, Got no. it in. I was hoping we could make it through. <laughs> I was like, I, I swear I had like some dumb joke that I was like sitting on that I wrote down. That's what it was. Yeah. I fell right into that. That's terrible. Got him. He's also a raccoon. On that note, <laughs> thank you guys for listening to another episode of Soapstone. Hopefully um, you continue to do that. As always, you can reach out to us at soapstonepodcast at gmail.com. Or join the discussion on Facebook at facebook.com slash soapstone podcast. Do do those things. <laughs> I am Dave on the other part of the podcast. Yeah. I agree with uh I endorse Jake's statements. <laughs> um witty comment. Have a good yeah. night. Mm-hmm. Have a good night. <laughs>